Hey, welcome back. And before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for missing last week. I was so sick. So um, I'm actually, I've actually just gotten kind of over it finally. So I find it ironic that I had to miss a week right after doing an episode on staying consistent and building trust with your audience. But one thing about building trust with your audience is that when you do have to miss or when you do mess something up, they generally understand. So I hope you understand. Um, I'm excited to be back this week. I definitely missed doing an episode last week. I um, have come to really enjoy this time. And so we will jump into today's topic. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator podcast. Today, we're going to talk about sales pages because sales pages are a massive piece of a knowledge-based business. And honestly, it's just something that I feel like always needs to be discussed can always be improved. And even if you're making a lot of money with your knowledge business, with your online course, whatever it is, there's always something you can tweak with your sales page. And if you're not like scientific about it, if you're not focusing on the data and working on what can be better than, you know, you're leaving money on the table. So we're going to talk about sales pages today. Three tips that I have for improving your sales pages or shifting your thought process about sales pages. So let's go. Have you launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. So sales pages and landing pages are a massive piece of a knowledge-based business, an online course, a coaching program, anything like that. You know, as marketers for information businesses, we don't have the luxury that some more uh, material products, retail products get where they can just drive people directly to a very succinct product page, right? We kind of have to, we kind of have to show them what this product can do, why it's important to them, how it contributes to their life, who else it's helped. And so I think of like sales pages as almost like our product packaging. You know, this is where we're, we're really showing the sizzle and, and the results and everything that we're getting with this product. And so we rely on these sales pages, but what I see us doing is we know we rely on them. And so we write these sales pages, we're like, pitch, pitch, pitch. Here's your problem. This can fix it. It's the best. Here's why. Look who else liked it. Oh, look, Sandy in Minnesota just bought it too. My point is that sometimes we get to our sales page and we're so overwhelmed that we just sales vomit all over the damn thing. And before you know it, it doesn't look good to anybody. And so I'm going to talk about three tips that I actually gave a fellow course creator the other day. And I thought, wow, that'd make a good podcast. The number one tip is structure your sales page for attention spans, shortest to longest. We all have different attention spans. Every single person person has a different attention span. 
So for those shorter attention spans, you want to give them the information first, right? Because they have one finger on the back button. They are just ready to click back out of your sales page as soon as they're like, oh, this is too much work or this isn't me. So you really have to catch those short attention spans first. The people with longer attention spans who might be a little more analytical, they might be a little more, um, they might be ready to dive in, they might read a little bit faster. Those people are going to stick with you longer. And so you need to tell these shorter span, shorter attention span people exactly what they need to know and what results they're going to get. You give them a clear call to action and a lot of those people are shoot first, ask questions later. And so they're, they may just buy. They're like, yep, this looks good. This is me. These are the things I want to know. Here's my credit card. Take my money. And so there are a few different ways that I make sure that this crucial information is at the very beginning. The first is in the hero, um, that very top of the page, you know, first section that you see above what they call the scroll on that sales page. And that really needs to be a hard hitting transformative bit of copy right there. Turn your blank into blank and get blank or, um, you know, learn how to blank without blank. Whatever your whatever your subject, your target is, their problem, how you know, and and fixing it without pain. What pain are you taking away in fixing that problem? And so you've got to put some time into that. You have to put some work into that. And then they need to know right below that this is an online program for blank for that target to fix that problem. It's fine to have that, you've got to have that transformative text at the top that should be your largest text on the page pretty much. And then you've got to have a little bit more clarifying like, this is an online program for artists. This is an online program for building contractors. You know, and then when is this happening? When, when how do I, get, like, can I start now? Does it launch in two weeks? Uh, you know, Whatever it is, is it a year long? Is it six months long? Like, give me that definitive information right there. And then that's all in the hero with a button. Get it now. Right below that, I have what I call the need to know section. And that need to know section is all of the bullet points about what they are going to learn, achieve, or the problems they're going to solve in this course. And then another call to action. So you've really, you're really breaking down like out of all everything you're gonna put on this sales page, all of this information, what are they gonna learn in this course? What are they gonna get out of this course? You will learn, boom, 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 bullet, 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 and then a call to action. That's the need to know information. And then as you're, as you're building on that, because you can really only hope for about one scroll out of those people, if that, as you're building and, and working through into the longer attention spans, then you've got your sales video and your testimonials and I mean, what this course is all about, the syllabus and, and everything like that, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you, those are for those longer attention span people. But I see so many people losing so much of their audience because they're not being clear at the very top of the page. 
because so many people have such short attention spans. And so making sure that you're hitting them with that really important need-to-know information at the top is, is, is really going to affect your conversion rate. All right, number two is make your page about the transformation, not your expertise. And by that, I mean that the page should tell a story and it should fit the person that you're targeting. And it should be a story of how that person transforms. It should really be uh, something that you've researched, something that you can put there. And, and you're, you may not have it from the beginning, but hopefully you're not at the beginning. So you know your audience a little bit better. You need to have some more of that um, really in-depth data about the pain points that you're audience is struggling through. And so this transformation gets them from zero to hero, right? This is how the frog can turn into the prince. This is how you can climb the mountain and get to the top. And that's what your that's what your sales page should be about now. Even even from the very top, that first section, that hero section we talked about, should be transformative in nature. It should be how you get to this. Um, <clears throat> and so Keeping that result in mind as you write this copy and you drive this person down towards your checkout, you know, is really, really important because it's going to keep them engaged because they're part of this story, right? Uh, Donald Miller calls it the story brand framework where he's like the hero who is your customer goes through uh, trauma and finds a guide and then uh, I forget the whole thing right now, but ends up succeeding and being the hero. And so this is the story that you're trying to create. Russell Brunson talks about the big domino. And the big domino is generally like a mindset shift, an a mental obstacle that you have to overcome, usually in your in your online workshop or your webinar, but I think it works on the sales page too because that big domino, when it falls, that that's starting the transformation. And so we're always trying to we're always trying to put people in the mindset set of uh, shifting, like a shifting mindset that they can get there, that they can they can achieve what they want to achieve, they can be where they want to be, and that we are the solution to getting them there. Because people buy results and solutions and outcomes, and you know that that overall picture that you've painted of how amazing this could be, they don't buy how many years you've been doing X, Y, Z. They buy the dream that you're painting for them, that you're creating for them. They don't buy, oh, well, he's going to know what to do or she's going to know what to do because she's been doing this for 20 years. No, they're, they're really more concerned about what are you going to get me to? And so... Um, your expertise and your ability should be communicated as the framework, as the steps, as the process, and the amount of people that you've helped to the other side of this transformation. That's what should communicate your expertise. You know, a lot of people have been burned by people who said they were experts. And so it's not so much about proving that you know what you're doing and that you're an expert, that you've been doing this for 20 years or whatever. It's about proving that your transformation is effective and that you can make that happen. So visuals also help with the transformation. 
Your hero image should be an immaculate example of the transformation. It should connect with them immediately. For example, if you're a photographer and you're teaching people photography, your hero image needs to be an amazing photo that you took, right? It needs to be the kind of photo someone goes, I want to take that. If you are teaching a sport, it needs to be somebody in the action with perfect form, maybe even you, doing that sport, swinging that golf club, swinging that tennis racket, um, whatever it is. You know, if it's if it's fitness related, it needs to be it needs to be that person who's in the right kind of shape that those people want, and that's something you need to figure out. It's harder with some things like marketing or finance, but you can there you can look at other examples you can find things that really communicate that level of success you know maybe it's maybe it's the house house that person wants to be in or the car that they want to drive it it doesn't matter just figure out what imagery communicates that level of success for your target audience and then work from there so paint that picture for them right show them that lifestyle and the number three tip for a better sales page is avoiding the wall of text. And the wall of text is actually a huge pet peeve of mine because I'm a slow reader and that's just how I am. I, I don't want to sit there and read paragraph after paragraph. I, it takes me too long and I don't have the time. So don't write these long paragraphs that take up the entire screen. That is intimidating. And honestly, it just kind of makes some people's eyes go blurry, right? Um, instead, make something scannable. Make it into bullets. Especially, I want to say, in the top half of your landing page, right? Make things scannable. The people who really have that long attention span and who are going to read through every little thing, they're going to get to the bottom of the landing page and they're going to find your basically your ebook of information. But there are some pages I've been through that are just, it is just paragraph after paragraph. And you've got to emphasize these main points with, you know, heading fonts and bullets and underlines and different things like that. Do separate areas of focus and, and break them up with videos and photos of other content. The other thing is, People like to consume different kinds of content. So use photos, use text, use videos. Different people will listen to different or watch different things. Have, a, have an audio only option. Like if you're going to have a long video about why somebody needs to be in this course or, or what this is going to do for them, put an audio only option on there and say, hey, you can listen to this while you walk. You know, you can listen to this while you work out. Something like that, but you know, it just it gets to where it's overwhelming for some people, a lot of people, to read all of that text. Like, for example, I know of a golf website, a golf, um, you know, uh, an online course, and each of their courses, I mean, just have scroll after scroll of text and text. And I, I want to learn to swing a golf club. You could tell me you're going to teach me to swing a golf club in, you know, a few bullet points and a paragraph instead of page after page of text. So that brings us to something I thought of while I'm 
I'm, I'm writing this podcast right is how long should your sales page be? And there's no definitive answer to that. But it seems to me that the more expensive the product, the longer the sales page. Now, there are long sales pages. And maybe those products are $10,000. I don't know. I mean, I guess they work for somebody. Um, or they work for certain products, maybe. But I have seen sales pages that go on forever and there's not even a CTA. It's like, okay, you've sold me. I can't, but I can't even click to buy. I've got to scroll all the way down to the bottom. I don't want to scroll through 30 feet of sales page to actually get to the checkout. I, I don't know anybody who does. So, you know, that's really what a webinar or a sales call is for. I don't care if the program is $10,000. I'm not going to stay on your, your sales page for 10 minutes reading all of this. So avoid that, to me, avoid that really long sales page. I understand like our sales page for a $2,400 product was, was long. I mean, it, it probably had about 10 to 15 different sections, you know, but each section was done a little bit differently, had different types of content, images, video, um, written testimonials, um, video testimonials. We had a comparison chart of our product versus a college program. Uh, we had how, how the whole thing works. We had our syllabus, Q&As. So it's one thing to have a long sales page. It's another for you to have a long sales page of only text that doesn't really, it's, it doesn't uh, excite people, right? And so you're really not going to, you're, you're really losing out on some potential sales there because there are plenty of people who are not going to read that long sales page. And if you need to qualify these people, if, if you're like, well, I, I have all this information because it qualifies them. It really tells them whether or not they're a fit for me. Do that through a sales call or a webinar. You know, take that time to, to actually spend the time with people and find out if they're a fit. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think having a wall of text is really qualifying your client. So those are my three tips for improving your sales pages. One, structure them based on attention spans, shortest to longest. Two, make your page about the transformation, not your expertise. And three, avoid the wall of text. And along with that, avoid making your sales page too awful long. All right. I hope this has been a helpful tactical episode. Um, I thank all of you for listening. I, I really, I think I'm growing my listeners. I would love if you would take a few minutes to write me a review, uh, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. If you'd leave me a five-star review, I will love you. If, if you've been listening to this and you've been getting value out of it, I'd love a five-star review and help me go up in the rankings. So thank you for listening. Uh, that's all I've got for today, and I will see you next time. Here we go. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out. <laughs>